Hello everyone. Today I want to talk to you about kids. If any of you have some, I do sympathize. But you know, <clears throat> kids are, are rewarding. You will never love anyone as much as you love your children. Because that's the only time you can live and love unconditionally. They bring joy, laughter, love. They're honest when they're small. They tell you the truth. When they come to this earth so innocent, they show you everything, but some of us can't see it because we have no knowledge of what children bring. And once the world takes them and infect them, then those innocents, little by little, start disappearing. And as much as we try as parents to do the best for them, sometimes no matter what best we do, it's not sufficient. And for others, it is. <clears throat> they stop, they start developing their own mind, their personality what they like and don't like. And you wonder the things that they don't and do like, is it them or does it come from society? Because society has a way of taking our children and turning their thoughts upside down as much as a parent tries you have influence in the media and of course social media and sometimes the war between the child and the parent starts because the system it's in the middle. So as a parent, you find you're fighting two battles. Well, you kind of, the system, social media, and your child. I remember growing up where children respected their elders. They were seeing elder that needed help and they were there to help without any thought of stealing or hurting them but just helping them things have so changed so dramatic because the system in the media knows what they're doing 
See, they're doing their job. And they do a hell of a good job. <clears throat> and our children are stuck in the middle. <clears throat> and we are our parents trying to fight our way through. Someone says that, well, everybody says that children go through that stage of, of growth. Some start at 10, some start at 11, some finish at 18, some finish at 19. And it's a long, long progress before they wake up. You know what I call what they go through? I call it menopause, young menopause. Why do I call it young menopause? Because I know what it was to be a teenager and the struggles you went through. And then as you get older, you go through another menopause. And what I realized that those two things are not that different. Your hormones are all whacked. You stop feeling things you didn't feel before. Like your body starts aching. You find yourself not walking as you used to. Because <clears throat> your body's going through a change as you get older. And the young menopause, not that much different. You start puberty, you start growing inside your body. So things, aches, bothers you. Your brain goes haywire. <clears throat> Just like a woman who goes through menopause as she gets older. And if you ask me which one is worse, to me, I think it's young menopause. And why is that? Well, because once you reach a certain age, you hear everybody's experience going through menopause. And you're more aware as an adult. <coughs> and you listen. And you start thinking, Wow, is that going to happen to me? Am I going to have the sweat and cold flashes? Am I going to get irritable? Am I going to have feelings of suicidal or anxiety or depression? Am I going to end up having more sex or less sex? Is everything going to bother me? But as a young child, <clears throat> going through these things, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to sit and let somebody tell you, when you reach a certain age, this is what you're going to go through. So it makes it difficult for the young children out there 
to understand what they're going through because they don't want to hear it at that moment. And I get it. And I understand. My daughter sometimes tells me, <clears throat> you think you know everything. And I look at her and I said, you know something, unfortunately I do. I do. Because I also was a teenager. And I also went through my changes. So yeah, I do know. And that doesn't make it any better. But it is the truth. Been there, done that. And maybe nowadays it's different and, and doing things because of the media. But children at that moment are still looking to find themselves. That is the purpose of all this madness that they go through. <clears throat> Some children will be lost forever. Some will be saved, if you say, as you say. Everybody knows being a parent doesn't come with a book. You learn as you go. And we learn from our parents what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And we always also have to be careful how we take that. Because just as we're not going to do what our parents done to us, and we're going to do it differently. It doesn't mean you're going to succeed neither. You know, <clears throat> I remember when I adopted my three children and you had to go to class and they would tell you how to communicate with children who, who, who are born addicted because their parents was drug addicts. And they ask you to talk to them in a certain way. And I realized that, yeah, you talk to them in a certain way. But what they forgot to tell you, which I already knew from my other children that I have that I gave birth to for them, that all children are different and you can't talk or treat them the same. When I adopted these three children, I realized the same thing. Regardless of what their parents took at the time. The job became a little bit harder. because for them you have to be consistent. And because they have different ways of understanding things because they have learning disability, whether it's slight, whether it's not, they have it. But I also believe that every child, no matter what disability you have, you can learn and you can grow to be the best that you can. I believe that. Is it easy? What's easy? No one said coming to this earth was going to be easy, did they? 
because I don't record. My parents telling me, oh, welcome to earth. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be cool and calm. Yeah, right. There is not a person out there that doesn't have a story to share with about themselves, about their children. Everybody has a story. And it's their story. But what you do with that story depends on you. I find that parents sometimes don't allow themselves to see their children for who and what they are. Because they allow the heart to intervene. I teach parents not to see them as children, but to see them as human beings because they're a person, they count. And when you allow them to see them as a human being, you can help them more. But if you see them as your child and you allow the love to intervene, then you're denying yourself so much of the truth. None of us want to think that our children are bad kids or capable, horrible things. I get that. But you got to be realistic. You can't close your eyes because then you're not helping your child to be the best that that person can become in the future. And if you cover their lies, then they won't amount to much. I remember when I was taking my children to therapists when they were younger, one of the things she would say to me that, you know, you cannot beat up a child or say, I'm gonna knock you out because literally that means that you're going to really hurt that child. So if you need to hit that child, you must use the word spank and you must hit them in their bottom. Now, as she was talking, I was listening to her and I said to her, you know, something doesn't make sense to me here. And what didn't make sense to me was that you're not allowed to hit them, but you can spank them in the bottom. And to me, either you do or you don't. So why don't you people get it straight? Whether I hit my kid in the shoulders, in the bottom, in their head, spank them, what does that mean? So I have to spank them the way that you are telling me to do it. Who gave you the authority to tell me 
how I can spank my children, which I can't stand that word anyhow, spank. It sounds like such a sissy word. So I said, hit my kids. There is a difference between hitting a kid and abusing a kid. It's a big difference. And that's what you need to teach, I said. How far do you hit a child? Teach that. But don't sit here and tell me that I can only spank my kid in the butt because you say that it's acceptable. Because your society says it's acceptable. That's why you have a lot of kids out there that are messed up. Because you use that word spank. And I don't believe in that word spank. I said to her, I gave birth to four children. And kids test their parents. That's their job too after they reach a certain age. And I get that. But when my son thinks at a certain age he has hair on his chest and he can disrespect me at 15, I'm supposed to take my hands and spank his butt. Are you serious? That doesn't go for me. My hand goes to his mouth right away. My hand goes where it reaches in his body. You might think that it's not right, but it makes me feel good. Do I believe in beating up a child to their blood, to their kid is unconscious? Absolutely not. But sometimes my hands have to go more than just my butt. And talking. Yeah, I believe in talking. Absolutely. But it might help one kid to understand and the other kid might not want to understand and don't want to hear it. <clears throat> I tell my children this. You have three choices. I'll talk to you. That doesn't work. I'll ground you. And that doesn't work. Well, when my hands reaches, that's the third. And how many times does my hand reaches? Maybe every six months or seven months when they, when they like, feel, oh, this is the time. Past six months, seven months, I got to act up. And when they do, I have to bring them back down. I'm sorry, man. There are kids out there that, that need to be put in place. I saw this kid the other day I was crossing and, and this elderly woman was crossing and, and she injured her leg and she couldn't walk as fast. 
and the three kids that were behind her were saying, hey, old lady, have me up, walk. And the old lady, you saw, she got shooked up and she tried to walk fast. And I went to her and I said, take your time. Take your time going across the street. There's no, there is no, you're not in a hurry to go reach the other side of the street. And the kids kept saying things to them. I mean, to her. And I turned around and I told the kids, wow, you're great kids. And the kids <clears throat> cursed me out and said, mind your business. And I told the kid, it is my business. It's my business because when you choose to abuse and take advantage of someone that at this moment cannot defend themselves, what you're doing is abuse. And the kid kept cursing and yelling. Didn't hear anything that I said. So the kid told me that if I didn't with a curse word, shut up, <clears throat> that he was going to smack my face. My first instinct was I laughed. And the kid said, you think it's funny? And I said, yes, I do. So the kid put his book bag down. Now, mind you, <clears throat> I don't know karate, but I positioned myself like I knew. And the kid looked at me and his friends looked at me. And all of a sudden when the kid was getting close, I did a position <clears throat> and the kid stopped. And then the kid says, Man, forget it. You're a waste of my time. And I said to him, no, I'm not a waste of your time. You are a waste of my time. And you feel threatened. And I said to him, tell me, how did it feel to be scared, to be threatened, just by me putting myself in a position? Those feelings that you feel right now, and your friends, that's the feeling that you put upon this woman. And I know you have a mother and perhaps a grandmother. And I wonder, what would you do if four kids got behind her and said what you said to this woman? How would that make you feel? And the kid put his head down <clears throat> and he looked at the woman and he says, I'm sorry for saying the things that I did. And the other three kids looked at him and I looked at them and I said, don't you have something to say? And they apologized. 
These are children who have no idea of what they're doing or the consequences that come along with them. <clears throat> I walked the lady to her building and I turned back home. And as I'm walking back home, I started to laugh because I've never took any kind of karate class. And, uh, and how I got that position to get into, I don't know, but I did. And I just was very fortunate <laughs> that the kids got afraid. And I started to laugh at the position that I did. But it's weird because it was my instinct. That's why I always tell people, you don't know how you're going to respond in a situation until you're there. But it's sad that children have so much anger in them and they don't know where to let it go. <clears throat> and when they do let it go, it's like, let it go in the worst places because some will end up paying big consequences. I teach my children not to be a bully and not to look for fights. But if someone attacks them, then that's the time you defend yourself. The other day, my daughter was in school and she was talking to a mother. This child turned around and put threw soap and water on my daughter's eye. So my daughter was defending herself. And you hear the mother saying to her daughter, beat her up, beat her up, meaning beat my daughter up. And then later on, you hear a man's voice that he sends not only to my daughter, but to other children. And he says that I'm going to um, like shoot you if you have a problem with my daughter. I mean, seriously? So <clears throat> what I decided to do was to call up. Got the woman's number and I called her up and I said, hi. I introduced myself and I said, you know, I heard that you, that your daughter and my daughter had a fight. She said, yeah. And you know, right away she threw the fault to my daughter. And I said to her, I do not approve of fighting because I believe that's for people who are savage and not educated. But my daughter was defending herself. But you know what makes it worse, I told her. She said, what? She says, I said, <clears throat> there was a woman in the background telling this girl to beat up my daughter. I don't know who this woman was because I wasn't there. 
But I said to her, that is so sad that a grown-up woman will lower her standards to become 15, 16 and telling this child to beat this other child up. I can, I can understand why children are the way they are if they have parents like that. But then I have to think that this parent has no etiquette at all. And you don't have to have a degree, but all you have to do is have common sense. And to me, this woman didn't have common sense at all, whatsoever, at all. So sad. And then you wonder why your child will end up in jail or shot or stabbed. Because you hear a woman in the background yelling, beat her up. Now, no time that when I was telling her this, did I say, I know that was your daughter. I didn't say that. I pretended that I didn't know. Because what I said was, I heard a woman's voice saying to this other child, beat her up. So you support these things. And then when something tragic happens to that child, then the parent is the first one to say she was a good kid. Like, really? And then I said to her, and you know what was so strange? That I think her, her father called up and left message for two or three of the girls and started to say the things that he said. And then I said, now I know why this child is completely lost. Because to have parents like that, I feel sorry for the girl. I feel sorry that the girl had to be sneaky enough to put soap and water on my daughter's eyes. I feel so sad that that girl is so angry and full of frustration. I'm so sad that whoever her parents is, that they're not parents, they're children themselves. I'm so sad that this child might not get the opportunity she deserves because of the parents she has. And the woman turned around and she said to me, well, what would you have done if, if you were here? I said, number one, I would not have allowed them to fight. Number two, I would have taken them somewhere to talk it out. Because you see, not everything has to be fought. You can communicate. I said to her, don't you think that we have enough pain and anguish in this world to put more in these children? Don't you think that you have children going to war, serving supposedly this country and dying for what? For what? Because they got something that we want and they sacrifice our children 
a man and woman because this is the United States. I don't see a war in New York City because if I saw a war in New York City, I can understand defending this country. But we send our men and women to other countries. And don't you think that's enough, I told her. The majority of these children don't come back. And then we teach our own children to be savages, to hurt other people because they're hurting or because they don't have parents that really give two cents about them. There's so many ways to survive in this world. And it doesn't always have to be with violence. So I feel sorry for that girl. And I wish that I can take that kid, hold her and caress her and tell her things are gonna be okay. And as this woman's listening to me, she doesn't say one word to me so I said to her, thank you for picking up the phone. Thank you for sharing what you needed to share. And thank you for hearing what I needed to say. I appreciate it. And she said to me before she hanged up, this is not gonna happen again. And I said to her, it's not about happening again with my daughter just make sure it doesn't happen again with anybody else's daughter because there's someone out there always bigger and tougher than your kid and I hanged up the system teaches you to fight because when you look around in the news there's always somebody getting killed things that run on TV our children going to war where's the peace where's the harmony there isn't because if you teach your child not to become a bully, not to fight. It doesn't mean it's not coming to them, because it does. And all you can tell your child is to defend themselves, that it's okay. I tell my children that as long as you stood and defend yourself and you didn't start it, and I go to school and they tell me you're suspended, that's okay with me because you did what you were supposed to do but if I go there and they told me you started and you're suspended for two weeks not only do you have to pay their consequences but you're going to pay my consequences because I don't play that 
there are parents that are not that strong. And there are parents that are not parents. So many people are involved in their own personal things that they can't see what's in front of them. And if they can't see what's in front of them, how can they see their child? Doesn't work that way. Please wake up. These children are our future. Some will become leaders. And those that will become leaders, you don't want them to have anger already inside of them. Frustration, hatred. Just like the one that's standing before us. We have to look within ourselves as a parent, as a person, to correct our issues. We have to know as a parent and as a person who we are and what we are so that we can be able to help our children for the future. There are so many children being lost. And as a parent, I'm the first one to say raising a child is not easy. I still have my 16-year-old that's going through those changes, menopause. But I'm right behind her because I don't give up. And is it a hard job? Absolutely, it's hard. But I'm there because every time she turns around, she's going to see my face. And she's going to see that I'm not letting go, no matter how upset or how mad she gets. I did it with my other four, and I continue doing it. That is my job, to be right behind them, to provide them food, shelter. That's my job. And if I buy you anything, clothes, a game, that's extra. That has nothing to do with being a mother. Let's not fulfill that journey with negativity, but let's fulfill it with positive. Don't over give to your kids. I tell my children, material things are material things and they can break and fall. But my love is forever and that doesn't break and fall. It might jump here and there, but it doesn't fall. Sometimes we try to make up with the kids with, with gifts, material things, money, because we think it's okay. And it's not okay. It really isn't. 
because there's more than just materials. It's their life. It's the love, the compassion, the sympathy, the understanding, the forgiveness that we give them because that's our job. And if you can't do the job, then find someone that can do it for you, that can help you through this. There is no man or woman out there that's worth your child. No one. You come first and then your child. You can't put your child first because you're the one that has to learn and grow. You're the teacher. They were your teachers when they were small, growing. They were your teachers. You were supposed to learn a lot from them. And now they are grown. And now you are their teacher. And you are supposed to teach them. You don't turn your back because somebody tells you it's a waste of time. Or why do you pay too much attention to them? They're going to leave you. And then you're going to be here by yourself. So you need me by your side. I'd rather be alone than know that my kids are doing the best they can. They will never be perfect. I just want them to do the best that they can. And they will carry issues. But I want those issues to be minor. Things that in time they can fix.